Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Jake. And this is Love You Like Crazy. This is a podcast where we talk and rant about young adult books. What up, Jake? Good question. Uh, since there's a pandemic going on, pretty much nothing. Uh, what's up with you? Um, gestures wildly at the everything and nothing that's going on in my life. Um, I read a book, though. Oh, yeah. That, so did I. Uh, this was a book... Well, it's a sequel to the last book we talked about. Darius the Great Deserves Better is this book, published in August of last year. My God, really? Yep. Oh, my. It's been a long time. It's like, how is that even possible? I feel like it just came out. But then, like, August of last year is months oh my god okay anyway i have no concept of time anymore uh, it's gonna be i'm sorry this is gonna be the worst episode ever because i'm just like i got nothing y'all i got nothing left in me i'm a empty husk of a person well as empty husks go though pretty good <laughs> yeah you're a pretty good shell good on you carrie yeah i would say that this book could uh, work as a standalone but it is best to read um read the first one first yeah um, you don't need to, but I certainly recommend it because it is an excellent book. This book is also excellent, but it's excellent in a different way. I loved it. I can't wait to talk about it. If you don't read the first one first, then like you won't cry as much probably. And what's the point of that? I know, right? I mean, it's going to literally rip your heart out and feed it to you with some like rose water and, and other delicious things. Why do you have to make me hungry like that, Carrie? Jeezy crazy. Hello, everybody. How are you? Who the hell is calling you at, at 1019 at night? Who the hell is calling you? No, that was the alarm telling me my tea's ready. <gasps> oh, well, that part is good. Yeah. Even if uh, even if Darius wouldn't approve of this tea. Darius would not approve of this tea. But you know what? I think Darius might have softened a little bit on his tea snobbery. In this book. Uh, yeah, it seems like he's uh, he's more in it for it for the uh, the fun rather than. The yeah, it's it's more the fun and the ritual and the the way it makes him f him feel rather than being a complete and total D bag about it. So I feel like if it made you happy, he might be like, you know, it's not my jam, Jake, but uh, go for it. You might be silently judging. I'm OK with that. Yeah, and I think at the beginning of the book, he might be more outwardly judging, but I think by the end of the book, he'd just be like, you know what, man, live and let live. So yeah, this book um, sort of picks up a little bit after Darius the Great um, is not okay. They're all back home, and Darius has been on the soccer team for a while. He is um, He has a, a part-time job. And... Uh, a boyfriend. Last time we were kind of speculating as to his sexuality. And well, I, we also read the summary for this book. So we realized that our speculations were correct. But uh, yeah, he's he's out to most people, but not all. And he's got a boyfriend named Landon. And Landon will have things to say about Landon. Yeah, I mean, I, I have... I don't know. I have some different ideas about how we might talk about this book. I would love to hear about them. Okay. So let's start kind of big picture. So uh, I think based on email and texting conversations, both of us liked the first book 
uh, a bit better, although both of us also think that this book is very good. Is that accurate? I would say that that is accurate. I think the first book has a special kind of charm and this book sort of picks up on that charm and, and takes it to, to new places. But of course, I'm going to prefer the first, but that doesn't mean I don't absolutely love the second for what it is. It's just different. Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of the appeal of the first was the exploration of Iran, right? Um, yeah. You know, that we're seeing it through Darius's eyes. We're like getting his family connections there and everything. Whereas this takes place in the U.S., so it's it doesn't have that same kind of um feel to it uh of you know learning about a new place but also i mean even though it takes place back here darius is sort of of two worlds and so we're getting this part of darius that we really hadn't seen before we saw a little bit of him at school but not a lot we saw a little bit of his time in the States, but not a lot. So we're getting even more of like, you know, who he is and who he will be all the time because he's not probably moving to Iran and um, is going to spend most of his life likely here. And I think uh, even, I don't know, I think, I feel like, well, let's talk. Let's start with characters, maybe. Um, so we meet some people that we haven't met before in this one. And then we also spend some time with characters who were more bit players previously. So the boyfriend, Landon. What do you think about Landon? You know, I don't hate Landon. I think Landon is a good kid. I just think what I what my notes are is, you know, n not a bad person, just a bad fit for Darius. Right. You know, the fact that, that they, you know, he wants to to go further with um with Darius and Darius is ready for it doesn't make him a bad person. It just means that they're not in this in the same place right now and maybe they're just not a good fit and that's okay. I think, you know, some of the stuff that he does is is kind and good. You know, the fact that he wants to cook and do all these other things and that's that's really nice. And he's he's not a bad person boyfriend as first boyfriends go but i mean he's very first boyfriend material and not a great fit overall that's sort of my overall feeling about him i i don't love him with with darius but i don't know if i love anybody with darius yeah i mean that was basically my take also um i feel like i could see someone really taking against landon because he is kind of pressuring although like not not in any kind of an extreme or abusive way, but he is always like very out there that he wants to have sex with Darius and Darius has kind of has trouble saying that he isn't ready for it uh, all the time. Like he does say it, but it's a bit of a struggle for him. It also sort of becomes clear towards the end that Landon likes Darius more than Darius likes Landon, at least romantically. And figuring that out is like part of the, the journey of the book. Uh, and yeah, so I feel like Landon is not a bad guy and like, he's really like standing up, like the, the way that he helps out at the funeral and everything is really nice, mm -hmm. but yeah, they're, they're, they're ultimately not a, a fit. I was curious whether you would 
think that or, or think more negatively or positively. I just, I don't think he's a bad guy. And I, I honestly, like, even though, yes, he was, he wanted to go further with Darius. He wasn't mean about it or abusive about it. He was just like, this is, you know, this is a thing that's important to me. And it's okay that it's important to him. It's just also okay that it's not where Darius is. And that's why I was just like, you know, he's not a bad guy. I can totally see where he's coming from. And I know why Darius is just like, maybe not that into him. And yeah, I think part of it is his journey of like, wait, the hot guy likes me and I don't have to like him just because he's the hot guy who likes me. Right. And and it's, you know, working through those feelings is just, an, you know, a whole thing of like, but, wait, you know, if I like him liking me, does that mean that I like him? And also, like, if I, uh, you know, not very graphically described to whack off thinking about him, then what, but don't actually want to touch him in real life, what does that mean? You know, and so so on and so forth. Um, it's like, like, both of them, I think, like, it's like one of the key things in this book is that they are both, you know, teenagers with all of the hormones and none of the talking skills yeah but i think it was very realistically portrayed i think their relationship wasn't like yeah it wasn't it wasn't too drama it wasn't too horn dog it was just you know a little awkward and pretty realistic overall yeah i th- i feel like one of the things that this book is trying to get across to teens and I think the last book too, although I think I was less aware of it when I read that book is just sort of this idea that like, there are a lot of things that you have to kind of deal with and, and often they are not as bad as you expect them to be. Like it's worse dreading them than it is actually doing them. But even when they are pretty bad, it's, you're usually better off. So like, you know, his breakup with Landon after the prom how like Wolf. yeah uh it's like you know it's it's kind of rough stuff there's a lot of emotions running high there's a lot of stuff going on um but then they like they talk about it later and it ultimately is okay and it's it's better for them to have figured out that they weren't right for each other and you know and to move on and it's not the end of the world right and the the conversation he has with his dad like his dad so he his family is low on money because going to Iran is super expensive. Yeah. And they were both like, you know, out of town for, you know, not just a week, but, you know, many weeks on end, which means they're not earning income and their bills are piling up while they're gone. So now they got to make up for it. So Darius's dad is uh, an architect and is sort of on the road, like trying to get clients and so on, spending very little time at home and also having kind of a depressive episode. And so Darius like talks to his dad about it a couple times uh, and is like, are you, you know, are you having a depressive episode? And his father's like, yes, but it's not that bad, you know, and I can get through. But Darius is super worried about him. And then he asks him about it again. And his dad's like, I'm dealing, you know, I'm dealing with it. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm the parent here. I should be worrying about you and not vice versa. And then finally, Darius is like, I really want to help anything I can do to help. Like, I'd rather help and have you be home more than to worry about you with you on the road. And his dad accepts that ultimately. Mm -hmm. And it's like a difficult, or another example is like, uh, his dad gives him a sex talk, not the first sex talk 
they've had eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and, uh, neither of them enjoy this talk really. Uh, no, no, no. The second one, <laughs> I kind of don't enjoy it as a reader, but I, I get why it's happening. I'm like, Oh dude, it's too much for me. But it's like, he uses some of the strategy, like, you know, his dad's like, look, you know, if, if, if you're kissing a guy and he's trying to move his hand down your pants and you don't want to stop kissing, you can use your hands to, you know, stuff like that. And Darius later does it, (laughs) you know, it's like, uh, you know, information Darius could use. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's one of the things uh, is just that, like getting over it, the initial dread of what a talk is going to be and the initial awkwardness, ultimately, uh, it's not going to be the end of the world. No. And I feel like in a lot of books, it kind of is, you know, a lot of books sort of, I mean, uh, what was that book where the heroine was named America? Oh, God. The Selection? The Selection. Yeah, that's right. I got you the coloring book. <laughs> yeah, you you sure did. Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, that's like a book where, you know, everything is super dramatic and heightened. I went for a walk and I slapped the prince and <laughs> but now he loves me. Yeah. That's how that works, I think. Uh. Um so anyway, I, I feel like reading the book, I was like, man. I know that there's a lot of dramatic thing, like there's there is a lot of emotions and drama and stuff, but it really feels not very dramatic compared to other books. And I think that's kind of the intent is to show that like you can have these feelings, you can have these worries, but ultimately, if you do the thing, it it, it off, often you'll it won't be as bad as you think it's going to be. Do you think it would be a different? I mean, would he have had a different experience with these emotions if his parents were? more typical YA parents instead of being like typical parents because typical YA parents are very different than, you know, your average everyday. Oh my God, Carrie, you just made me think of a thing. I want to, I want to hear this thing. <laughs> so like YA parents are never there basically, right? 100%. They're never there. And even when they are there, they're absent. Right. And this is the opposite, isn't it? It pretty much is. I mean, even when the parents are absent, they know what the fuck is going on. They know what's going on. And Darius like misses them and stuff, you know, <laughs> completely misses them. <laughs> completely. He's like, Oh, I wish my parents were around. Cause that's, I mean, even when you're a teenager and you're like, Ugh, I don't like my parents anymore. You're still a kid who kind of doesn't want to be abandoned. Yeah. And most YA parents are like, I'm abandoning you without saying I'm abandoning you. I'm just not going to, you know, know where you are and if you turn into a werewolf so be it yeah hmm i can replace you with a cat (laughs) the cat will give me less trouble uh well let's talk about the other well i don't know first of all do you have anything else i mean i don't have a lot to say about landon i think you know also the the fact that he had to work with landon got to be kind of awkward you know that whole like oh we're doing you know these tea tastings and of course Landon's been doing this his whole life because his dad owns the tea shop so Landon's you know getting everything right and like making his dad super proud and you know Darius just like I don't know tastes like tea I can taste the tea in this tea sure is tea um and so I, I feel like yeah I think that was like maybe 
embarrassing, really, but just kind of like, oh, we're just not we're not in the same place right now. And working with him had to have been weird, but then he wasn't working with him anymore. So I guess that worked itself out, too. Yeah, I mean, I think, right. He quits the job before they quit smooching. So, yes. And Landon's dad, who owns the tea shop, the fancy tea shop, uh, is very understanding about it. Um, which another is another example of my little made up theme of like, you know what? It's not that bad. The, the, these conversations are awkward, but they're often not as bad as you expect. Yeah, because everyone has their first job that they quit and it's it's OK. You make it out to be a big deal. No one's going to be mad at you for quitting a freaking job and uh, it's going to be OK. So how do you feel about the other potential love interest in this book? I I don't know how I feel about this. So I don't dislike Chip Cusmano either. But I think Chip Cusmano's best friend is a bit of a chode. And that's got to be weird for everybody involved. Yeah, I think I kind of... So the best friend is Trent Bolger who is a bully who has been bullying um, Darius for time out of mind. Uh, and is, I would say like the one character in the book who is pretty one dimensional. We sort of hear about his backstory a little bit and Chip talks about him being a good friend, but we never see him doing anything that isn't just total assholery. Yeah. I think, you know, cause we see, we see Chip with his his little, uh, well, I guess his niece mm. and and Trent's around, but I think Trent's mostly a one dimensional dick face. Since it's told from Darius's point of view, maybe that's just how Darius sees him, and obviously, and they never really hang out. Like Chip keeps inviting them, Darius to hang out with them, and Darius is like. I don't think so. I mean, honestly, like if I were Darius, I would have done the same thing. Like no matter how much I like Chip, like I'd be just like, uh, I don't know, because your friend's a douche. And how fun is that going to be for anybody? It's not going to be. Yeah, I, it was hard to know exactly what to think about that. And I kind of, you know, it's one of those things where like if the story were told from uh, Chip's perspective, you know, what would that be like? And it's a little bit hard to know just because Trent seems just such so unredeemable a jerk um and you know homophobic and always making trouble and just a, just a terrible human being but anyway we weren't talking about him we were talking about chip so speak more unto me of cyprian kuzumano i i i think he's a better match for for darius than than um Landon is, but I also don't know if he'd, you know, ultimately make a great boyfriend. I, I like the whole, like, you know, we need to be friends first. Um, I think that was a really good approach for Darius. It's just like, nah, we, we got to actually like learn, learn each other a little more before we um, decide if we even want to, to make a relationship out of this. But I like him. I mean, I liked him in the first book. He was, you know, he tried to be helpful. And at the end of the first book, it was just like, oh, you know, we missed you. And it's like, oh, there could be something here. And maybe there still is. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think 
you know, another thing that a different book that a different author might do differently would be to have them get together at the end, but they don't. And I liked that. I thought that was a really good choice, you know, both narratively and for the characters in question. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm glad that they didn't get together at the end. I'm glad that the door is open and I'm glad that they're really, you know, I think they're going to be thoughtful about their their next steps and, and not just like jump into anything, you know, not because they don't find each other attractive or, you know, but they really want to work on like being good people to themselves and each other first. So like the Harry meets Sally thing. Um, no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive. No, you pretty much want to nail him too. Which I mean, the movie, I say that the movie isn't, that that isn't the thesis of the movie. That's what one of the characters said when he's acting like an asshole early on. Um, but uh, there is kind of this idea of like, well, you know, if you're if if there's two people and one is attracted to the other, that you can't be friends. Um, and I appreciate that this book questions that because they never they don't do anything in the in the book. They're just like, yeah, we both think you know we both think each other is attractive, although you know, chip did see Darius naked. Well, yes, uh, that that caused a bit of a rift <laughs> with Landon as well. Might have. And also a rift with Trent because Chip told Trent about it, apparently. And then Trent makes fun of uh, of Darius for having an uncircumcised penis, which just goes right back to him being the, uh, the Ayatollah in, in the first book. And that does not feel great. Yeah. Yeah. So. What the fuck is it with everyone talking about my junk? Is that just what being a man is that people always make fun of your penis? Maybe it is. Um, that I will say that's not my experience, but not so far anyway. So I'm saying it's not yet your experience. That's true. There's still there's still time, hopefully. We're 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 expecting there's still time for your penis to be mocked. Hooray. <laughs> uh um and of course, like this whole time, like He's trying to to contact his his best friend, and his best friend is nowhere to be found. Yeah, Sorab. So Sorab, you know, knows that he's gay. To be clear, he knows that um, that Darius is gay. Sorab, as far as we know, is not gay himself. No, we don't think we we. I don't think so. Anyway, he could be. We've never really talked about it, but I don't think he is. I think you know, for him, he's just they're just friends, and their friendship is is a strong bond. But then Darius tries to contact him because he's, you know, he's working through some shit and he's just like, what do I do? And um, he's not, he's not answering his calls. He's not around. And he's really nervous. He's like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? How did I make him mad? Does he not love me anymore? And he's devastated. Yeah. And he's also worried that maybe something's happened to him as well. Because like, you know, other people in his family, his dad, um, was was killed um and so he's like oh shit no one no one knows where he is no one's telling me anything i can't get in touch with him this is the worst thing this cannot be good and ultimately it's so this is something that did i don't know this didn't entirely work for me as it was presented as being like a happy thing that uh it it turns out that he's a he his family has decided to 
become refugees in Turkey, I think, Mm -hmm. and hopefully to move to Canada and who knows, you know, but either way, a lot easier to get to Canada from wherever Darius lives. I forget. Say Seattle. Yes, I think that's right. But uh, being a being a refugee seems kind of terrifying to me. So I don't know. That seems pretty horrifying. And and the fact that like nobody even hinted to him what was going on in a way that he could at least be you know pick up the the, the what you know I don't know like how much things are. Um, I'm assuming audio is probably pretty well monitored, but I'm like, nobody could like hold up a sign hmm. on, on on screen or something. I don't know. The fact that everyone kept it a secret from him, you know, because his grandmother knew where he was. It, that frustrated me a bit. Like, I get it. Like, you're you're going to keep your, your friends and your neighbors as safe as you can. But also, like, when your grandson is calling and being like, why what is going on where is my best friend like is he dead and you're just like i don't know (laughs) right i don't remember exactly what she says but i don't remember either but i mean i know she didn't tell him where he was or what was going on just like oh sometimes friends don't talk for a while Um, and and the other thing that was a little weird i guess because i guess darius didn't talk to his parents about it but his mom said, oh, I, w- I wondered if that might be the case. And I was like, well, maybe. Well, why couldn't you have said something? But the mother is actually, I mean, she's so fucking busy in this book. She's working her ass off. And so um, the dad's parents come to town to sort of help around the house and help uh, take care of the kids because she's busy. And uh, Stephen, the dad, is is off working and and being depressed yeah and she um it bothers her several things bother her like she's you know it's like there there are a lot of complicated emotions because like she's glad that like on some level she's glad that darius is out she likes landon a lot but she's also bothered that he didn't come out to her before he came out to Sarab. Yeah, and I also don't think she's 100% comfortable with him his sexuality yet. I think she's still working her her feelings about that. But she's not making it his problem, but I I don't think she's one she's there yet. And then he, you know, she's glad that he is a lot closer with his father than he was before the trip. But um but that also means that he's not as close to her. And that is difficult for her. Uh, And then she's just not around. You know, she's so busy that uh, she isn't around as much. And a lot of kind of the, um, you know, the things that she would normally do, like going to parents, teachers conferences, like she just can't because she's too busy. And, and so she feels guilty about all that. And there are a few times where like Darius says that, so there's a whole thing going on with Darius's little sister, which we haven't talked about at all, uh, Lele, where she, um, since they came back from Iran, uh, her two best friends have started treating her differently, calling her Lolly, and I think one of the, one of them called her a terrorist. Um, so they're like, in some cases, actively bullying, but at least like. They're no lo- they no longer want to be her friends. And so Darius at one point says, tells 
his mother this and she's like oh so are you saying that we shouldn't have gone to iran and Darius is like no i'm not saying that at all like i'm saying these people are being dicks and uh but it's clear that she feels a lot of kind of guilt about you know things that are not under her control and but she feels like she should be able to shield her children from these things well in the first book you know darius was saying like People have said that to me and she's like, eh, that's just what they say. They're wrong. Like, just let it roll off your back. Um, yeah. I think at one point in this book, she says that she was trying, she's been trying so hard to be white. And, you know, it's one of these. Okay. So, uh, so the grand, the grandmothers, grandmothers, let's get to them. So I felt super dumb uh, because like they were mentioned in the last book um, that, Darius's father had two mothers and I was like I was kind of trying to figure it out in my mind of like well let's see this this book takes place now and when when was gay marriage legalized you know but like the the answer to all this is that um one of the moms is trans right and I don't know I didn't think of that but I totally didn't and it could I mean you you don't even have to do like mental gymnastics. It could just be like one of the moms was married to a dude at one point and they got divorced and now he's got two moms. Like that would also be like a normal thing. So there are lots of ways that Stephen Kellner could have um, two moms. Right. I didn't worry about it too much or anything, but it, this particular answer to that was not one that I had thought of, um, which speaks ill of me in some way, I'm sure. Um, but regardless, so it's, it's interesting and I think realistic that Darius is reluctant to come out to his family, even though his family already includes gay, trans, queer members that seem to be accepted. One thing I like about the grandmothers and, and it's, it has nothing really to do with them, but it has to do with, um, Darius's relationship to them. Is that he doesn't like immediately bond with them in the same way he did with 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 Babu and Mamu. It was just like, oh yeah, these are my grandparents. They've always been around. Like I, I love them, but like, you know, I could take them or leave them. They're fine. And I, I like that it wasn't just like, a, oh, you're gay, I'm gay. Let's be, you know, we're best friends because we're gay. And you can just edit that out because I sound terrible. But what I mean is... No, I like, mean, he wants that. He kind of wants that to be the case. He, he, he kind of does. But also at the same time, they're just like, you know, we fought that fight. Like, leave me alone, kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the fact that, like, it's not like an immediate, like, mirror of his relationship with getting to spend time with, with Mamu and Babu. Where it was like, you know, like, Mamu was like his person forever. Like they are tight till, till the day they die. The Kellners, they're like, eh, we like you just fine. We're not, we're not a real feeling people. Yeah. We're German. We're Germans. We get sad sometimes, but we, uh, we swallow that and just keep going. We kind of think that we're bad for your father's mental health. So we're going to leave now. <laughs> and they're not wrong either. That's <laughs> They're not great for his mental health. And I, I appreciate that, you know, they're not trying to smother him. And I, I liked I liked that part of their relationship that, you know, it didn't become like 
it wasn't the same love he has for his other grandparents. And I don't know, I guess it makes the relationship with, with Mamu and Babu um, that much more special. It's also, it makes it, you know, Darius hasn't come out to Mamu at the beginning of the book and he does eventually, but it's like really pretty close to the end. And she's super fine with it because she loves him. And she's like, okay, are you, are you happy? Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Love you. Do you have a boyfriend? Mm, not anymore. Okay. You'll find someone. Um, what a nice lady. I know. I just like, could you be my grandmother? Damn. <laughs> not that my grandmother wasn't a nice lady. My new grandmother was a friggin' hilarious, nice, weird lady. <laughs> oh man. I can tell you stories about my grandparents, but I won't right now. <laughs> Um, I don't know. So anyway, I I liked that part of the relationship that it was just like, you know, they're pretty standoffish and they, you know, they don't want to like go to pride with you. Although at the end they indicate maybe they will, but it's like, it's a real strong maybe, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like that. That's a load bearing maybe. (laughs) And uh, they don't go to his soccer games. uh, And when they do, they want to, they want all sorts of information about a character on the other team. Uh, or a character, a uh, player. Character, a player. I don't know my problem. Yeah, I don't know how to sports. But they also like they do have you know they talk to Darius about um, when Oma came out on the reread. Like it, a significant thing early on in the book is that Darius's dad always calls Oma Linda. It says he always calls her by her first name, which is significant. Uh, when you know that she's trans, right? It's like, well, I can't call you dad anymore, but I've already got a mom. So what do I call you? He landed on Linda. And I guess that works for him. But I guess that's why I had originally thought it was just like she was a stepmom. Yeah, that makes sense. So I was like, oh, it's just, you know, mom and Linda and Linda's the stepmom and hadn't even thought twice about it until, you know, until that reveal. I was like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of things happen in this book, and yet it's just a book about, I don't know, Darius learning a lot more about himself and about what he he wants and doesn't want in life and, and who he wants to be and the sort of people he wants to surround himself with. So I have a, a question, but before I get to the question, um, are there any other characters you want to talk about? I mean, do, do we mention Babu? Yeah, well, that was kind of my, my question was, um, I, I believe both of us cried while reading this book. Like a fucking baby. Like, even though you knew it was going to happen. I mean, he had brain cancer in, in the book one. So you knew like, oh, he's going downhill. Of course, he's going to he's gonna pass at some point in this book. But I wasn't ready. Right. So, you know, it's coming. But then like you turn the page and it's like. Darius's mom comes to his room and says, I just, and it's after they've kind of had a sort of intense talk. And she's like, I just got off the phone with Babu. And you're like, oh shit. And then you turn the page and it says, Babu's dead. And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yep. I knew it was coming, but I am not prepared. I was not prepared. And, you know, and I think it, it's a testament to how well this book is written and just how much we care about the characters um you know we want everything to be okay for for darius even though you know darius the great is not okay but we want everything to to turn out okay and we care so much about 
these relationships and it hurt to read. Uh, there's the funeral um, where Landon helps out. Uh, and this is like one of the cases where Darius's mom is kind of like, so th- there are some people here who are kind of conservative. They're, 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 you know, they're from the old city. And, you know, at Darius basically, like, um, could not give two fucks, I would say, at this point in the book. Yeah, he's just like, my grandfather is dead. I, I don't care about your feelings. My grandfather is dead. Right. So she is supportive, but she has, it seems pretty clear that she has kind of complex feelings about all that well yeah because you know even more than that her dad is dead yeah also true it's like so she's like don't don't get in my shit right now because my dad is dead so they're both like but i'm but i am but i'm and neither of them are wrong it's just that in this instance it's it's hard (laughs) and then all the things that happen after it like i think the conversation with his dad where he's like you know (laughs) stay with us the conversation with his grandmothers about like grandma melanie kellner sort of talks about how it was difficult for her when um linda came out as trans because then she she had to sort of think about her own sexuality in a new way um since she had always considered herself straight and now she was attracted to a woman like they're they're just like a bunch of kind of intense things that happen, and uh, I cried for a lot of it, because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I do, and that's great. But yeah, and I, I wonder how that would hit if you hadn't read the first book. I don't know if it would have hit as hard because you don't you don't have the same like relationship where you know he he knew his grandfather but only on the computer, and then they meet, and it's sort of awkward because he's like, I don't really know this guy. But then, you know, after being there for a while, he 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 gets over the sort of initial awkwardness of of like, I know this man, but I don't know this man. He's my grandfather, but I don't I don't know how to talk to him like pretty quickly in the grand scheme of things like, you know. And he, he grew to really love him and especially his grandmother and just like. I think if you hadn't sort of gone on that journey with him like it wouldn't have been as impactful yeah i feel like we pretty much talked about this book i think we pretty much did too i think you know he plays soccer now and and that's cool and um his his sister um is still pretty cool overall um except now her friends suck balls but now she has new friends because she's been put into the gifted program yep because the mom didn't want to put her in was that well it was so she gets into a fight with her previous best friends um, because one of them calls her a terrorist. And fuck that. So she gets in trouble for starting a fight. So there's a parent teacher's conference, um, which Darius goes to because his mom can't with, I think, one grandparent. I don't remember. And um, so Darius is just like, so... <laughs> So Lele's uh, classmates are racist and they're making her life hell and someone should probably do something about it. And the teacher is like, I think that the problem is that Lele is bored and should be put in the gifted program. And he's like, well, that is true also, but not 
instead of you know and so like he talks to lele about it and is like look you know clearly this is bullshit but on the other hand uh i joined the soccer team and it turns out that having a bunch of people who you have something in common with who are sort of on your side is actually kind of great and maybe this is an opportunity to get something like that for yourself so you know with some reluctance she gives it a try and it seems like it's going well at the end you know it's like I say, it's like a book that doesn't it doesn't keep jerking his characters around in a way that a lot of books do, you know? I know. <laughs> like, you come up with a solution and often it works. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like real life, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Not always. Uh, I feel like this is a good book for, for people of a, an age to read. Well, I think it's a good book for anyone to read because I think it is a good book. One thing that sort of struck me a lot is, you know, Darius sort of dogs on his own body a lot. Yeah. And um, I was like, dude, like you got two dudes like fawning all over you. You're probably <laughs> fine. Yeah. No, he he has a lot of kind of self-esteem problems and he worries about things that he doesn't really need to worry about uh, as every teen does. Which just made it feel even more realistic. But also I'm just like, bro. I don't know. I like this book. I like both of them. I like the first one more. I like the second one for lots of different reasons. I think they're both good. You should read both of them. Bye. I will have one other thing to say, which I think is a nice little writing thing, which is uh, I think in the first two pages, we get a very strong indication that Landon and Darius's relationship is doomed. Darius gets a haircut for the first time in like years, apparently. Oh, yes. And he likes the haircut, but he thinks his ears stick out too much. And Landon is like, I love your new haircut. It looks so great. You look so great. And he says, I don't know. Like, I feel like I look like a Ferengi. And Landon's like, what's a Ferengi? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we don't know if Chip watches Star Trek. We can only hope. And if he doesn't, he'd probably be into, like, giving it a shot. Although we don't know if Darius has ever tried to have, you know, tried to watch it with Landon or not. Right. Like, traditionally, it's kind of been a a thing that he does with his dad. But it seems like he's kind of opening that up as well. Because the book ends with him, you know, watching Star Trek with the family. That's nice. There's, like, a really kind of poignant and sad moment um, where... His mom is like, do you want to watch an episode of Star Trek with me? And he is like so so shocked. He doesn't know what to say uh, because she's never expressed any interest in Star Trek. And then before he can get his shit together, she's like, no, never mind. I know it's your thing with your dad. Don't forget I said anything. And she leaves and he's like, oh, but I really wanted to watch Star Trek with my mom. <laughs> that would have been so nice. <laughs> oh, oh. poor mom. Poor Darius. Yeah. All right, so I didn't write down what book we're watching next, but I know watching. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, I need more tea. Uh, I didn't write down what book we're reading next, but I know that it's one that you read recently. It is um, Legendborn. It's, It's magic, black girl magic, and it takes place in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Sweet. At UNC Chapel Hill, where I used to work. Very cool. Very well-written, very good book. Love it. And the fact that I know, like, a lot of what they're talking about, like, location-wise was nice. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to translate for someone who doesn't know the campus well. 
Um, but I don't think it will be a problem. I think it's just a really good book. And it just so happens that it takes place at UNC. It just so happens that like some of the um, secret society stuff is real adjacent. Awesome. I'm looking forward to reading it. I think it's going to be a good one. I mean, I read it and I loved it. And um, I think it's going to be a good one to talk about because there's a lot that happens in a different way than happens in this book. And I think we're going to um, probably rant a lot more. And do you want to do another Sabrina before then? I think we should because we haven't been able to do, I mean, the book reading, y'all, it's been hard to read books. I don't know about you, but this pandemic has gotten me to a point where my brain, like at the end of my work day, which is also the end of like my son's school day, which is at the end of like uh, everything I'm just, I don't, I don't want to do. And so I just kind of sit there and like stare at uh, uh, my, my, like my phone or something for, for hours until I just fall asleep. Like I don't know how to to do anything else anymore. And so reading has been really hard. Um, but this book was totally good. And so, yes, I think TV I can do. Yeah. So, so we'll do that. Do well, you want to do another watch along? I do. The last one was super fun. It was super fun. We should do that again. Yes. Uh, I kind of forget how we did it, but uh, watch Twitter um, at love pod and I'll, I'll tweet out details when we do one of these things. And if you if you join, you get to like I I will um yeah, you'll just there's a lot of me dogging on shit and a lot of me saying very inappropriate things. So if you're into that, like come on and and chat with me. For sure. I am very into all of those things. <laughs> um and very cool. So uh God, is there anything Oh, there are a couple of things. So it, we're recording this at uh, on March 16th. So, you know, it's been a year of pandemic or, you know, longer, arguably, but it's been a year since the U.S. at least started taking it seriously. Oh, wait, it took it seriously? Well, you know, in some ways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so that's that all, that sucks. But, you know, it's great. What is great? It's also the six-year anniversary of our first episode. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How is that even possible? I don't know. We've been doing this for six years? Six years. Fucking hell, good on us. Look at us, keeping a project going and everything. Our podcast is in kindergarten. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean, we don't always have, you know, regular episodes or anything, but, you know, I'm going to enjoy doing this for a... As long as you are, so let's just keep doing it. It's a deal. You know why? <laughs> why? Because I love you like crazy. Fuck yes! Uh. Give me a call when you get back. Hey there. Hey. Lovewhylikecrazy.com God, you're a dork. Uh, well, you know, uh, right back at you. Thank you.